in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Friday, I usually don't care about this kind of stuff, but it's pretty sweet. Thank you. Actually, thank you, God, it's Friday. Whatever happened to that restaurant, by the way, it went away. That's fine. That's fine. Bennigan's went away. Uh, Fuddruckers went away. All those cool places went away. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Nathan's is still out there. And uh, what else do I like? Uh, not much lately, really. I am treating myself very, very poorly. Everything's going fine except my behavior around free food. It's getting worse. It's getting, uh, is it compulsive? It's not compulsive. I mean, it's just, yeah, I guess it's kind of compulsive. I don't know when the hell the last time I ate a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a Nutri-Grain bar. I would never go out and buy one of those things. I would never seek one out. But if you put six dozen 10 feet away from me, I will have about a third of them. I just, that's uh it's not good. It's a, not a good situation. I need another belt. It's got to get a little for. It's got to make it bigger. Uh, hey, things could be worse, right? Uh, no, things are. Uh, I know everyone's calling and saying, "Oh, things are really horrible." No, again, compared to where we were fifty years ago, that guy yesterday said it's never been worse than this. Yeah, it has been a lot worse. It's been a lot worse. I mean, it's bad, but it's been a lot worse. 1970, they were shooting students on campus, uh, assassinations all over the place. Planes were getting hijacked several times a month. Uh, We were losing hundreds of casualties a week in Vietnam. I mean, things were insane. That was was a a lot worse than it is right now. Now, you know what? It's almost, at times, it's almost funny. Last night was funny. It was funny to me. It was, it was, that Liz Cheney and the other guy and the that phony January 6th committee, they think they could present at this point, a year and a half later, something new, something that would change our minds, something that would uh, restart the conversation about January 6th. Um, it's more obvious than ever that you want to exploit this issue to the extent that it is an issue uh, for yourselves to hurt Trump, to get Democrats, well, to prevent more Democrat losses that will be coming this November. You don't seem to care at all about the people who elected you. Liz Cheney is going to find that out in a big way. She's about to get uh, primaried by another Republican who I see is following me on Twitter. You should follow me on Twitter, by the way. Apparently, I couldn't help myself. I just I I live tweeted the event last night. Every single thing that happened, uh, like a the big mouth that I am, I had something to say. Uh, It started off. I had to do that to keep myself engaged. Otherwise, I was just not going to pay attention. This is uh, Benny Thompson, the, the chair of the whole thing. He's from Mississippi. He starts off talking about Mississippi for 10 minutes. I mean, this is primetime television, pal. Let's let's make it happen. He did not bring his A game. Cut one, go. Donald Trump had his days in court to challenge the results. He was within his rights to seek those judgments in the United States Law-abiding citizens have those tools for pursuing justice. He lost in the courts, just as he did at the ballot box. And in this country, that's the end of the line. But for Donald Trump, 
That was only the beginning of what became a sprawling, multi-step conspiracy aimed at overturning the presidential election, aimed at throwing out the votes of millions of Americans, your votes, your voice in our democracy, and replacing the will of the American people with his will to remain in power after his term ended. Now, that is all untrue. That's all untrue. Donald Trump is convinced he won, and so am I, quite frankly. All right? And he not only has the right, he has the duty. And the guy is uh, deceiving left and right. The courts ruled. The courts ruled. No, the courts actually said, we don't have the authority here. This is not our jurisdiction. They passed the buck. They passed the buck. You know, it only takes a handful of votes. They love saying, oh, there was no widespread fraud. There was no widespread fraud. It only takes a little bit of fraud. You move 47,000 votes, totally different election. You think these people, you think they, in their you think they would be this vociferous if the situation were reversed? If it was Donald Trump who seemed to get the 84 million votes? No way. They would object just like they did in 2016. How many times did they say phony election? How many times did they try to sabotage Trump? How many times? Hillary Clinton, all of them, the mainstream media, illegitimate president. But when Trump says it, it's a threat to democracy. It is a threat to it really was. Um, all right. So obviously that was pretty boring. Uh, let's see here. Liz Cheney, who's doing her best to repair the family name because, well, for a long time, it was probably the worst name in America. Cheney after the Iraq war fiasco and uh, what the waterboarding, the uh, enhanced interrogation, Gitmo, all that stuff that Cheney and his crew came up with. Nobody likes Cheney until now, until now, until Liz Cheney. Now, I mean this. Uh, oh, never mind. Uh, go ahead. I, I mean this with I'm just ask, asking. There was a Cheney daughter who made a lot of news back in the 2004 election. And John Kerry criticized or no, he didn't criticize her. He just made an observation. What I'm trying to get at is, is Liz Cheney the lesbian or is her sister the lesbian? It's just I'm trying to get because I remember that was a big deal. I'll find out. We'll find out. In the meantime, this is Liz Cheney. Uh, yeah, trying to prepare. She's a Republican, by the way, Republican, agreeing with Benny Thompson and all the rest. She's a fake news phony uh, and hates Trump, hates him, hates him so much. And that's where this is coming from. She's avenging uh, her father somehow. Cut four. And aware of the rioters chance to hang Mike Pence. The president responded with this sentiment, quote, maybe our supporters have the right idea. Mike Pence, quote, deserves it. Donald Trump tweeted, but he did not condemn the attack. Instead, he justified it. These are the things and events that happen, he said, when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who've been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Oh, yeah. um, the whole thing, did Donald Trump, is there? Is that, is that on the record that uh, Donald Trump said it wouldn't be a bad idea to hang Mike Pence? If he did, he was kidding, all right? If he did, he was Can People say that, you know, I could shoot the guy. Oh, my gosh. Hey, what was that in Goodfellas? You know, he's talking, Tommy's a bad kid, he's a bad seed. What do you want me to do, shoot him? And the guy goes, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. And and, and and Servino looks at him, gives him that dead look. I was only kidding. I'm sorry. He's, he's just scaring me, all right? It was 
not to be he didn't mean that and by the way enough with this uh, mike pence's life was in danger it was not he was surrounded by secret service he was not in danger nobody was not nothing like that Hey, by the way, why is it that the Horns guy and all those other clowns got into the U.S. Senate and just waltzed right in, no problem, yet they were shooting people left and right to prevent them from getting into the House of Representatives? They shot Ashley Babbitt. Why is that? Why was it okay for the Horns guy to go waltzing around and stand at the damn podium and seven other yahoos from who knows where, yet they shot Ashley Babbitt? No, well, there's no sense in the world. No sense. I, I knew it. I knew it. Her name wasn't even uttered last night. January 6th. False flag operation. Yeah. You do something bad, you do something illegal, and then you try to say the opposition actually did it. I think that's what happened here. Uh, oh, hey, wait a second. She's talking about Rudy Giuliani. Liz Cheney, cut six. President's claims in the election cases were so frivolous and unsupported that the president's lead lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, not only lost the lawsuits, his license to practice law was suspended. Here's what the court said of Mr. Giuliani. Giuliani communicated demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts, lawmakers, and the public at large in his capacity as lawyer for former President Donald J. Trump and the Trump campaign in connection with Trump's failed effort at re-election in 2020. That ruling that suspended Rudy Giuliani's law license is a disgrace. This whole thing. She's quoting something that that was a sham hearing. In a sham hearing, they're quoting another sham hearing. Rudy Giuliani is a hero. He's a hero of this country. And one day he will be restored. And I look forward to seeing him win the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest honor that can be bestowed a civilian because he deserves it. He has done so much, and has inc- there's so many lies have been told. And the most famous one, when he's in Pennsylvania, he's in court, federal court, and he's quoted as saying, this is not a fraud case. The judge asked him a question about fraud. And he said, well, this is not a fraud case. We're not arguing that here. And the fake news ran with it. Oh, you see, even Rudy Giuliani knows there's no fraud. Well, look, this is complex. Sometimes it's not soundbiteable. But the whole situation in Pennsylvania that Rudy at that time in that courtroom at that specific moment, what he was talking about was the validity of the votes cast and the constitutionality or lack thereof of the votes cast. We've been through this before, before COVID, before they started changing the rules illegally. There were two ways to vote in Pennsylvania, in person or absentee with excuse. In person or absentee with excuse. Well, they threw that all out. You don't need an excuse. You don't need this. You don't need that. You can vote from wherever, whenever, however you want. Okay, well, make it the law. They didn't. You can't just change the rules like that. And in this case, in Pennsylvania, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's Constitution, it says so. It's not just some rule the governor had a commissioner come up with. It's in the state constitution. You heard of the U.S. Constitution? Well, states have constitutions as well. And it's in there. And if you want to change it, you got to change the Constitution. And there's a way to do that. And it's not an overnight situation. You got to get the House to agree with it. You got to get the upper house to agree with it. Then you got to put it to the people in a referendum. And then you got to notify them first in every newspaper in the state, three weeks in a row, on a Saturday and a Thursday, all kinds of requirements. 
and they didn't do any of it. Now, that's different from a fraud case. That's the constitutionality thing that he was arguing. Rudy is a, an amazing lawyer. And we know what when they talk like this, I'm like, wow, they really are guilty. They really are guilty. This is a con job. This was a setup. Sometimes I want to laugh. Sometimes I want to get mad. Sometimes I... And if I'll do that on this scale... They'll do little things. I am now afraid of the government. I have a fear of the government. The FBI? I mean, goodness gracious. Would they ever come after me? What the hell have I done? Nothing. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's what Stalin used to say. Federal Bureau of Incompetence. They arrested a good man yesterday. Ryan Kelly. He's running for governor in Michigan. He's doing well. He's running as a Republican. He's leading in the polls. Gretchen Whitmer could be out of there soon. The FBI arrested him yesterday for misdemeanor counts. He was at the January 6th situation. He wasn't in the Capitol. A year and a half they waited on the day of the hearings to arrest him. The FBI is now an arm, the enforcement arm of the Democrat Party It is an abomination to our country. I will be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's, uh, let's face it, yesterday felt like Friday. Didn't yesterday feel like Friday? That's why I'm in such a dreamy kind of way right now. It feels... Unusual, but pleasant. Uh, Hey, somebody I'm looking at on TV has had a hell of a lot of work done. Oh, my. I knew this person. That is a new person. That is a brand new person. Uh, Should I point out who it is, or is that not nice? It's not exactly a superstar. You're not going to know the name, but I just saw somebody who is unrecognizable. She looks good. She looked fine before. She does look better now, but totally different, unrecognizable. Would you get a facelift if uh, you'd you'd be better looking, but not look like your previous self? I don't think I would do that. I would not. Do, I'd rather be the old wrinkly me than some new fresh faced person who's not me. I just I wouldn't feel good about that. All right. So, oh, by the way, I wasn't uh, making any uh, disparaging remark or judgment or whatever. But look. Dick Cheney, uh, we all know him, former vice president. Uh, they call him Darth Vader. I actually had some respect for him before the Iraq War. Secretary of Defense, let's see, uh, several terms in Congress, uh, chief of staff to Ford, Gerald Ford, when he was like 20. He was like really young. Uh, skipped the war, interestingly, like a lot of these uh, you know, boardroom tough guys. And what else about him? Had like 16 heart attacks in like a year. It's amazing that he's alive. Uh, so in 2004, Bush is running for re-election. And I guess it became a thing for the Republicans at the time that one of the Cheney girls happened to be a lesbian. Now, which one was it? Was it Liz or the other one? It was the other one. Her name is Mary. Mary. All right. Um and they try to say that John Kerry was making a big deal out of that. I don't think he was, actually. I, I didn't see anything like that. And it would not there would not be a deal to make about it. All right, so wait. You already heard about those cops who were 
Remember the cops from last year, those phony cops who were crying and that they found the four ch- cops in the world who hate Trump. I'll give them that. Their research uh, skills, not bad. Uh, <laughs> not bad. So those guys already talked. They needed a new one, and they found, uh, what's her name? Caroline Edwards. Caroline Edwards. Now, here's, here's how cynical they are. They think they can put out a cop, and uh, she's pretty with blonde hair. Uh, nobody will be able to criticize her. A female cop? You know, they tell me that hundreds of cops were wounded that day. But why did they only pick one who was a female with blonde hair? Very pretty, by the way. But why her? Hmm? Because they think that that somehow is going to inhibit me from picking apart her testimony. Well, it is not. You're, uh, you're thinking of someone else. That's not how I roll. And quite frankly, I was not impressed with her. But before I lay into her, which I will, I want to say this about all the cops. My real beef with them, in a way, is not with them. It's with the members of Congress, the Democrats who are exploiting them, using them, and uh, giving them this platform which they do not need. Quite frankly, they don't deserve. They don't merit. That's not why they joined the police department a long time ago. You think Harry Dunn, when he joined the Capitol Police, you know the big fat guy who's always walking around in T-shirt and, you know, they sent a hitman, and now you got to find the man who sent a hitman. Uh, Harry Dunn, him. He did not join the police department. I, I would... I absolutely there was goodness in his heart sure he wanted the job but he also wanted to serve he in his wildest dreams he never thought he'd be sitting in the front row at a congressional hearing and bossing republicans around but that's the world we've created now and because of a certain couple of factors here identity politics whatever no one's willing to call this crap out you can't talk to harry dunn like that he's a police officer and he happens to be black uh, you can't. Uh, what, uh, what you're going to say? What about Carol, uh, Officer Gunnell? Did you know he was in Iraq? And did you know he's Hispanic? You can't say anything about 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 him. Oh yeah, when he tells uh, Republicans that they don't deserve to be in Congress, they, 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 they should not. I took an oath. I took an oath of office, and they should not be in Congress anymore because I am uh, I, I am a hero. Yeah, right. You guys are heroes. Again, you never should have been put in this position, but you guys, maybe they picked you because they knew you'd jump right in. So, who's this new one again? Caroline Edwards. Caroline Edwards. Uh, again, not bad looking, but uh, should not. And she's a police officer. I looked it up. I guess she was 29. She's 31. And uh, cut 41, please. Can you huh? give us one memory of that awful day that stands out most vividly in your mind? I can. Um, That time... Hey, stop it for a second. I have a feeling they rehearsed this, right? Can you give me a memory? I can. I can. Um, Oh, wait, before we get to that one, here's one. Now, here's one. This is where I think... uh, Officer Caroline, whatever her name, should probably think about getting another job. Cut 45. I was called a lot of things on January 6, 2021, and the days thereafter. I was called Nancy Pelosi's dog, called incompetent, called a hero, 
and a villain. I was called a traitor to my country, my oath, and my constitution. In actuality, I was none of those things. I was an American, standing face to face with other Americans, asking myself how many times, many, many times, how we had gotten here. I had been called names before, but never had my patriotism or duty been called into question. Eh, get over it. Get over it. This is, um, you got a tough job. You know, everything changed during the summer of uh, 2020, Black Lives Matter. You know what they were saying to cops. You said you'd been called names before, right? Everything changed. And it was encouraged by the people that you're now in cahoots with. Get over it, lady. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, um, let's leave those hearings alone just for a moment. You know these... um, People look at me like, "Oh, Greg, you know, you're a you're a spoiled, you're a son of a police commissioner. Oh, you have it, you know." Eh, no, first of all, an amazing privilege being the son of Ray Kelly and Veronica Kelly. But when I was born, my dad was a cop. All right, um, or as my mother would prefer to say, or have me say, police officer. And then he became a sergeant. I remember when he became a lieutenant. I remember going to one police plaza to see him get promoted in first grade and going back in uh, sixth grade to see him make captain in 10th grade for deputy inspector and then again for full inspector. And then in college, he made one-star chief. And then I think he made two-star chief while I was still in college. And then first deputy commissioner and then uh, commissioner. In 1992, I remember when he became commissioner, I was sitting in some hangar in Pensacola, Florida. I was an adult. I was a full-grown male. I was very happy for him, but I did not grow up uh, coddled or in any way uh, special treatment or anything like that, other than having the benefit of being my, uh, you know, parent's son and brother of Jimmy. I had a lot of great advantages, and I'm very, very grateful for them. Now, but then you got another category of spoiled brat kid. (laughs) Uh, Presidential spoiled brats. And boy, oh boy, does it go to their head. Republican or Democrat. I'll get to Hunter Biden in a moment. We know about his his situation. Well, we don't know all of it. It's all coming out. But George W. Bush, who later became President Bush, this is in 1992. He's the son of George H.W. Bush. He's not become governor. He's not become much of anything other than the son of George W. Bush. I mean, H.W. Bush. What's the H for? Herbert. George Herbert Walker Bush. Hey, by the way, you know, sometimes the other day I said Barack Hussein Obama. And somebody called and said, that's racist. I said, no, it's not. Yes, it is. You're being very, you, you wouldn't say that otherwise. No, that's not true. No. Sometimes we use middle names in a way to put down somebody or to raise questions or whatever. But, and people did that for George H.W. Bush. All right? If you really wanted to get under his skin, you said George Herbert Walker Bush. He hated that. How many people do you know know named Herbert? George Herbert Walker Bush. I mean, it makes him seem like the patrician 
silly goose that he was. Although, look, he kicked ass in many ways. But, um, all right, George W., on the other hand, George Walker Bush, here he is in 1992 bragging about how cool it is to be the son of the president, and now he makes out big as a result. I'm not kidding. Cut 26, please. Cut 26. When you're the president's son, and uh, you've got unlimited access, combined with some credentials from a prior campaign, in Washington, D.C., people tend to respect that. I mean, access is power, and... uh I can find my dad and talk to him any time of the day. Wow. Now, who would he be? Why would he say that on television? He's being interviewed by CBS News. It was a commercial. Clients, you want to you wanna get to the old man? Come to me. I can get him any time of the day. And this is, uh, well, this is still a hot commodity. One of the reasons why the swamp isn't going after Hunter Biden harder is because so many of them have the same situation. They got some cousin, they got some son, they got some stepson, they got somebody doing cashing in on the office holder's name and probably throwing a lot of money back into the family, right? All right, so here's Hunter. This is off the laptop. This is in December of 2018. At the time, Hunter is like 50 years old, I think. He's 49 or 50 years old. This isn't some teenager. And he's boasting about how close he is to his dad. And it gets pretty uh, it gets pretty raw here. Cut 27. So we'll talk about um, anything that I wanted to, that he believes in. If I say this is important to me, mm-hmm. then he will work a way in which to make it a part of his, of his platform. Mm-hmm. My dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world. And I know that to be certain. My, the man I most admire in the world, that God to me, thinks I'm a god. Mm. And my brother did too. Mm. And the three of us, it was literally, I had the support to know. I can do anything. I can do anything because they think I'm a god? Uh, wow, that family is uh, deranged. This is, not a, this is not a good arrangement for anybody. For anybody, especially for Hunter, by the way. And I have a fair amount of uh, compassion for him, actually. I do. Anybody who's gone through addiction. And you know what may have happened to him? I think when they had that car crash in 1972, Hunter probably banged his head really bad. And a traumatic brain injury can change you. Now, Caroline Edwards, the Capitol Hill cop, uh, Blondie, she, they say, had a traumatic brain injury. But a couple of things. She remembered everything. And when you have a TBI, you tend to forget some stuff. And what else about her? It just didn't add up. Uh, I was not not at all impressed. Let's see here. Cut 42. I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. There were officers on the ground. Um, you know, they were bleeding. They were throwing up. They were, you know, they had, uh, I mean, I saw friends with blood all over their faces. I was slipping in people's blood. Um, you know, I, I was catching people as they fell. I, you know, I was, it was carnage. It was chaos. Um, all right. Carnage and chaos, and you're slipping in pools of blood. Well, about 100 yards from you, Ashley Babbitt was bleeding out as she was dragged from the Capitol. This is uh, post-traumatic stress drama. 
This is drama. This is theatrics. This is woe is me. And this also reveals some really miserable training in that Capitol Hill Police Department. I mean miserable. They showed a video last night, which was pretty compelling. Like six guys guarding the Capitol, and everybody obviously gets through. Now, why did that happen? Because somebody wanted it to happen. They wanted these people inside the Capitol to stop what had been started. The objections to the electoral count, and those objections were constitutional, and they were legal, and they wanted to stop them. How do you stop them? By letting people inside. And how do you make sure that they stop and never start again? By killing somebody. By killing somebody. And Caroline, let's face it, you don't you should not be in a real law enforcement job. Uh, cut forty four. You know, I'm I'm trained to detain, you know, a couple of subjects and, and handle, you know, handle a crowd, but I, I'm I'm not combat trained. And that day it was just hours of hand-to-hand combat, hours of dealing with things that were way beyond any any a law enforcement officer has ever trained for. Um, and I just remember it. I just remember that moment of stepping behind the line and just seeing the absolute war zone that the West Front had become. So you've seen it. I've seen it. You know, cops have those uh, helmets. They've got uh, shields, they've got uh, batons, they've got uh, tasers, they've got uh, guns, they've got uh, rifles, they've got uh, sound machines, they've got uh, rumble machines. Have you heard of they? They rumble so bad, they make your brain spin. (laughs) They've got uh, equipment to fight battles, essentially. And I'm sorry that Caroline never got trained in any of this stuff. It's another reason why they need to essentially, you know what they should probably do? The Metropolitan Police Department strikes me as uh, significantly more professional than the Capitol Hill Police. All right. I think they have their act together, even though one of their own there, Chris Hodges, another Trump hater they found. I saw him on the fake news with Andrea Mitchell. What is it with these uh, guys, these Trump hating cops they found, the six Trump hating cops in the country? They go on television. Uh, Chris Hodges was wearing shorts and a T-shirt speaking to Andrea Mitchell. Now, I'm not, I don't think I'm a snob. I don't think I'm, you know, I'm just, but, you know, you're going to go on. How often is this guy on TV? He looked like he stopped at MSNBC, you know, between his, his, his after Jiffy Lube, before 7-Eleven. That's when you go, that's how you dress when you're going from Jiffy Lube to 7-Eleven. He's a... 44-year-old man wearing shorts and a T-shirt like Bart Simpson. What the? I mean, I just, maybe it's a pet peeve of mine. I don't know. And there was big Harry Dunn, big fat Harry Dunn. They sent a hit, man. You got to go get the hit, man. He's sitting in the front row, and he's wearing a stupid T-shirt and a great big thick chain. How cheese can you get? How cheese can you get? All right, but of course, uh, the fake news, everybody eating this stuff up. You know the truth. It's a great big scam. They say hundreds of people. Hey, by the way, you know who was the best? Ronald Reagan. I watched a, uh, oh, do we have him speaking here? Hold on. Cut 36, if you don't mind. Cut 36. (laughs) 
Yes. Oh, shoot. We just have the applause. Uh, Ronald Reagan speaking uh, before a joint session of the House and Congress, the State of the Union in the 1980s. And that was the first one I ever watched. And I realized this is a very secure location. The only way you could take out these people would be crashing a plane into the building. I mean, I actually thought about these things kind of weird. And other people thought of them. And by the way, they always had a plan. If something really bad happened like that, they would have one guy go somewhere else. One guy from the House, one guy from the Senate, one guy from the Cabinet. In case uh, that building blew up in the middle of the speech when they're all there in one big room, the government could function. The Secretary of Interior would actually become the president. What's the name of that show? Law Survivor? Soul Survivor? The one with uh, Kiefer Sutherland? It was based on that whole situation. That is a fortress, the Capitol. And the horns guy got inside. The horns guy got inside. You know why? They wanted to, uh, well, they wanted to stop what the Republicans had successfully started. Cut 38, please. Cut 38. I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what Sport. purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the uh, counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. That was a beautiful thing. That was a beautiful thing. Wasn't that great? I think it's great. And that's what the Democrats could not do in 2000. They needed the United States senator to sign on board, and they could never... Make it happen. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Hey, JR's in Brooklyn. Yes, JR. Yes, hello. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Greg. Could you imagine this dog and pony show made its way to New York City? Two years ago, the riots just in New York City, and I mean, you can put whatever um, major metropolis or even smaller cities throughout America that were burned to the ground, police officers hit with bottles, police officers hit with concrete, police officers hit with sticks, coming out of fire. Fire departments couldn't get to the fires fast enough. You, Everyone sees this on video. You were letting people in. Everyone sees minimal damage besides the shooting deaths. Um, minimal damage to property throughout the Capitol building. The, the New York City Police Department, if they let police officers on the stand, would destroy every ounce of credibility that these people would have trying to blame Trump. Yeah, Trump. JR, you are so right, and you speak for so many, because Americans get it. They get it. We've seen it by now. We know. We know in our gut. Now we know we know in our brain. We can see it. You guys are lying to us. You're lying. You're deceiving. You're only deceiving yourself. We don't believe it. I can't wait to see the ratings. Has anyone heard about the ratings yet? I haven't heard about the ratings. JR, a thousand percent right. Thank you. Wait a second. Oh, we got to go, but wait, real quick. Sergio's in Kingsbury, New Jersey. Serge? Yes, sir. What's going on, buddy? How are you? How are you? Good. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I love I love your show. I love listening to you. I, I watch you at night. I love Newsmax. I love anything that has to do with, with conservatives doing the right thing. Uh, people working, going out, paying for their bills, taking care of their families, taking care of their kids. 
not taking the highway, the low, the low way by uh, these Democrats that always want to um, take care of you. Um, you know, this, this, this show from um, last night, obviously I didn't watch it. I would never give them my readings in a million years, but uh, all of it stops with me when they let Seattle and Washington and Oregon uh, torch their own cities, torch their own businesses, torch their own neighborhoods, torch their neighbors' homes. Um, when it was okay, it was condoned. You know, with what's going on with the Supreme Court justices, you got Kamala. Um, obviously, she was helping with bailing out these criminals. Yeah, uh, back yeah. In, the, in those two years, you know, we we all know. We, we all, all know. know. We all know. This woman, this woman officer, uh, she, come on, you could tell they were coached. You could tell they were prepped. And she was stumbling on her words. She has, she has, shows no credibility whatsoever. Hey, let's face it, though. She was kind of hot. Serge? I applaud her for her <laughs> uh, service to our beautiful country. I don't but, know if I applaud that. No, I mean, you know, no, okay, I, she's no, a... I applaud, I, her, I applaud her for our, her service to our country. What do you, I mean, you applaud her? You got to stop and applaud? We got to... I mean, I don't know. It's a cop. If no, I no, walk no, by... No, I, I appreciate I appreciate her service to our country is what I'm saying. That's a little... She got Where a paycheck, is, all right, pal? I mean, you know, I don't know. I just... Uh, getting back, did you find her attractive? I found her reasonably attractive. I'm talking about Ashley Babbitt, not the cop. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the. Babbitt I thought you were talking about Caroline Edwards. I thought you were talking no, about I, Caroline. I'm not giving her. I'm not. I'm not changing her flat tire on the side of the road. I'm driving right past her. I, she's not credible. She's a liar. You can tell she's a liar. You can tell when a Democrat is lying when they open up their mouth and they start talking. That's when you know that they're lying. And uh, with Liz Cheney, come on, Liz Cheney and and Azinger, they're backstabbers. They're Republicans. You get it. You get it. Look, we're totally on the same page. Hey, Sergio, that's a very cool name. Often people are born in other countries. Uh, Where were you born? Were you born here? I love the name. I'm serious. Serge, Sergio, it's a cool name. Tell us about it. How'd you get it? I mean, you got it from your mom, but what's your background? What? I came to America. I'm from Costa Rica. I came to America when I was five years old, legally. I came legally. I get it. You understand? Let 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 the people know. Sergio came to America legally. Um, Do you like it when people call you Serge? Serge, I get an. uh, They call me Sarge as well. S A R G E. Sarge. It's a cool Um, name. It's a cool name. Serge Sergio. Uh, Keep in touch. I gotta go. Uh, Happy Friday, everybody. I'll be right back. Thanks, pal. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I was just gently making fun of a friend of mine on Twitter, and I think he got all offended. Uh, got to see if I got an issue here. Do I have to? What's going on? Should I? No, I'm not going to. Mm, got to get this guy. Oh, shoot. Sometimes people don't take jokes the right way. Uh, I can't tell if I got a problem here. I will. Mm, I might have a problem. All right. Hold on a second. Rob, you're in Farmingdale. Yes, sir. Rob, you there? Rob, what's going on with your deal? All right, never mind. Brian is in Astoria. Hello, Brian. Yes, hello there, Greg. Love the show. Hey, hey, Greg, we're a small business uh, in Astoria, New York, and we have a terrible problem with the city. And and, uh, what they do is they have uh, trailers parked all around the city, especially in our neighborhoods on 45th, 44th, and 46th Street in Astoria. And these people 
aren't even residents of New York because the, they have detached trailers, which is illegal in the city to be parked, but they have them taking up all the parking spaces. So I'm running a business. I can't get one single parking space. I pay over $100,000 in property taxes, and the city refuses to do anything with this problem. And it'd be one thing if they were New York residents, but these people, I've been filming them for two years. Mm. Their cars are all registered in Florida or New Jersey. Okay. All right. Well, hold on a second. I can't. I mean, I'm having a hard time. They're just taking. They're parking in front of your business. Is that the problem? They're they're taking all the parking spaces. So yeah. All right. Well, parking's always been tough in New York. Did you? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, why can't you get the parking spaces instead of them? Because of the trailers, they park them. They've been there for two years. Trail. Parked there. They haven't moved for. They're living in these things. Did you call the cops? That's the problem. We've dealt with this, the the police, the mayor. We've done everything. No one wants to do anything. They all give you lip service. So this is the problem. Hey, let me ask you something. Yeah, did you write a letter? We've did, done that with the community board. Ah, uh, the community the board suck. Nothing happens with those yeah. guys. Did you write a letter to the DOT? Did you write a letter to the police? The police say, oh, it's beyond us. The mayor, because it was Dinkins. I mean, not. I'm sorry. It was De Blasio, and now. All right. Adam. I don't know, man. I she whiz. I I I I I uh, I I don't know. I, if I owned a tow truck, I would. I don't know. I don't know. It's terrible. It sounds terrible. I'm sorry. A hundred thousand dollars a year in taxes. My God. What kind of business do you run? Uh, wholesale distributor for the cabinet business. So we sell. Um, Concealed hard European hardware. We sell metal, anything to make a kitchen cabinet or furniture. Do, do you sell kitchen and, ceramic tile? No, no oh. ceramic tile. All right, so uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it sounds very frustrating. What are you going to do next? I don't know. We're frustrated. We thought we'd get on the radio to maybe let someone hear how poorly the city is run. So, in other words, we pay all the taxes. These people pay no tax and they're home they say oh well we can't displace them they're homeless where did in in this world that we live one tenth of one percent of the people that live in this city get to push around 99.9 percent of the people all right do me a favor give me the exact address i want to get a look at this 19-4045th street astoria new york hold on a second hold on a second these people got generators. All right, hold on. Hey, 19 dash what? 40? 40. 45th Street? Yep. A story. We're like two blocks from Rikers Island entrance. Uh, all right. People, I get it. Thing. I know. You're angry. I'm going to look at it, all right? Yeah. You know, because, hey, people are talking to me all the time about running for mayor. Maybe I'll come out there and see what I get. But I, I don't want you to wait three years for a solution, three and a half years. I'm not going to be mayor until 2026 if I run and win. And if I run, I'm going to win. Um, but look, I'm sorry about this, pal, Brian. I am going to check it out, though. 19-40, 45th Street in Astoria, New York, right? Yep. yep. All right. Hey, nobody give this guy a hard time. No stalkers, all right? I mean it. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, people keep on uh, telling me, you know, Ashley Babbitt, she did not comply. Well, she didn't comply with the officer. Uh, you know, she was 
engaged in an insurrection against democracy, and she did not comply. So you give her the death penalty on the spot, right? <laughs> you just shoot her, right? Well, she did not comply. Number one, you couldn't even well, comply with what? Comply with what? Couldn't hear one person saying anything in that. A bunch of people screaming. You couldn't hear anything. Nobody heard Michael Byrd say, uh, stop, go back. You couldn't hear anything like that. She didn't comply. It's funny. They say she didn't comply. She got what they deserved. Here, here's some of the comments I'm getting right now on social media. Uh, let's see. Uh, ooh, okay, here we go. Charles Johnson says Ashley Babbitt was a criminal who was shot trying to break into the speaker's lobby at the front of a rampaging homicidal mob screaming for the death of elected officials. The guard who shot Ashley Babbitt absolutely did the right thing. Uh, somebody else says, okay, Ashley Babbitt broke the law. She did not comply. We know how you people love to talk about complying. Ashley violated, violently attacked the Capitol. She could have accepted the fair results of the 2020 election, but she didn't, and she did not comply. And it goes on like this, on like this. Um, not everybody, but a lot. Ashley Babbitt was a terrorist. She should have complied. Okay. Well, then maybe uh, Mr. Ioya from Michigan should have complied. You know about this case? Because the guy who shot, the police officer who shot Ioya, who was desperately trying to steal his own weapon, Ioya was trying to take the stun gun and the gun from the cop who pulled him over in a perfectly justified traffic stop, pleaded with him, told him every step of the way what was going on, and the guy resisted, the guy fought. Ultimately, he got shot. Ioya, the young man who was uh, pulled over. He was not complying, and the officer has been charged with murder. Uh, Michael Bird, she was a threat. They gave, they gave him a medal. They gave him a medal. And this guy gets charged with murder. Do you remember this? It happened in April in Michigan. Cut 13. Cut 13. Go, please. Hey, stay in the car. Stay in the car. Stay in the car. Get in the car. Dude, I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? Do you have a license? Who would? I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? What done? Do you have a driver's license? Do you speak English? Yes. Can I see your license? Hey, what are you want? What did I do wrong? What did I do? You know what? I really, my heart breaks for the cop. He's like, dude, I'm stopping you. Hear that Michigan accent? I'm stopping you. Come on. Why are you doing this? He says, stay in the car. He gets out of the car. He says, show me your license. Everything. He, he does not comply with anything. And the guy's still, the cop is patient. Hey, come on, man. Work with me here. Don't be a jerk. So right now he's not complying. And the non-compliance continues and gets worse. Cut 14. Cut 14. Go. No, no, no. Stop. Stop. Put your hands right Stop. 1915. Got one running. Stop. 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 Okay. So at this point, he's in a full-on struggle with the guy, okay? He tried to uh, 
the guy tries to run away. He runs after him, catches up to him, and they're struggling. And the the suspect, the Ioya is his name, is trying to grab the cop's weapon. And it gets pretty ugly. And at one point, he, he actually grabs a stun gun. Next cut, cut 15, go. Stop. Okay. Stop resisting. So it's a real struggle going on. The last image you see in that last clip, the the suspect, Ioya, the guy who was driving the car, is holding on to the stun gun, the stun gun that the cop is trying to deploy. He's grabbing the stun gun, the weapon. And this continues. The guy's... <laughs> Talk about not complying. He's actively fighting the cop and trying to steal his weapons. They go back on the ground. They're struggling. You hear the cops say, release the stun gun. Let go of the stun gun. Now, if that stun gun is used on the cop, he's in big trouble because he's got a real gun right there, too. Anything can happen. I think deadly force was justified. It certainly was if it's justified with Ashley Babbitt, which it wasn't. This noncompliance, this is outright fighting. Cut 16. Ow, jeez. So Ioya is dead, the suspect. And I think a big chunk of it is, why would he defy the cops like that? Oh, by the way, he's had all kinds of other altercations with the law. He's done all kinds of bad things, this guy. And I think he was drunk, and it was like 8.30 in the morning. They figured out he had a lot of alcohol in his system. But you heard it. You heard the struggling. You heard the panting. You heard all that stuff. So that guy got shot. He wasn't complying. And more than not complying, he was posing potentially a deadly threat to the officer and others. That officer is charged now as of yesterday, with second-degree murder. Yet Officer Michael Byrd, they give him a medal. They give him a medal. Now, I notice a couple of things here. The police officer in Michigan happens to be white. The drunk driver happened to be black. On Capitol Hill, Michael Byrd, the police lieutenant, happened to be black. And Ashley Babbitt, his victim, happened to be white. Now, I don't want to seem like I'm cynical here, but I have a feeling that race might just have something to do with the decisions that are being made, judicially speaking. Am I uh, out on a limb here too far? I don't think so. I don't think so. Wow. Wow. It's depressing. But it's also liberating to know that we have this space and I have others and I have a show and I can, we can speak about this stuff because you know what? It's still America. It's still America, Coach Jack Del Rio. Man had an opinion about January 6th. It was a totally legitimate opinion. He's speaking conversationally. He says in comparison to the Black Lives Matter riots that shut down the country for two months, 
that what happened in, on January 6th was a dust-up in comparison. I can accept that. He's speaking conversationally in a room. Oh, no. He's got to put out a formal apology and talk about how sorry he is for his lack of responsibility and his negligence. It was written by the boss. Everybody's got a boss. And a lot of these bosses, no offense, not my bosses, but a lot of bosses out there, wet their pants whenever the mob or the social media says anything about them. It's one thing. There's a, if, look, if you don't like Trump, it's one thing you can learn from Trump. You know, It's like, man, look at the criticism he takes. Look at the blowback he got, right? And I know he's, a, he's, on a, he's, he's equipped to like nobody else. But if he can take that, we can take a little ourselves, right? Let's not be so precious. Let's not always be, oh, I can't believe somebody said something about me. Hey, one other thing for the big tech companies. I am sick and tired of you guys keeping me back. I am sick and tired of the shadow banning and uh, the, these little silly warnings you get because your language is too aggressive. What the hell? I'm not calling. This is America. This is the way I come off. What? I'm a New Yorker. Right, Johnny Brennan? What the hell? You know, we're allowed to, you're allowed to say fight like hell. That's not hate speech. Hell, Democrats can rile up their crowds, can't they, right? Democrats can go nuts. They go crazy, especially on this Roe v. Wade stuff. Listen to the left and all their hysteria. Cut 19, please. Cut 19. War has been declared on the American woman. How dare tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body we are not going back yeah they're trying to criminalize our bodies yes they're trying to move toward states rights and we all know what states rights means the founding fathers didn't recognize abortion as a fundamental right because the founding fathers were racist, misogynist, jerk faces who didn't believe that women had any rights at all. The 50 years of rights, the 50 the decades of precedent that has just been spit on and thrown away in this draft opinion. No one is safe. This overturning row will be a mass criminalization event. Not ever! Not ever! Never! Ah! I want to go break something. Ah, I've been just ginned up by the liberals. Ah! I'm against abortion, but I want to break something. I want to just, ah! I mean, you know, they, they can talk like that. And I can say, you know what? I'm not so sure about the 2020 election. And they're giving me a hard time on social media, right? They're giving me a hard time in my life. It's fascinating. They're worried about uh, somebody making a joke about uh, a transgender. And they're not worried about publishing Justice Amy Coney Barrett's address on the Internet. I saw a quite leftist Twitter, uh, I don't want to give them any more attention, but it's like a, a big Twitter page dedicated to the memory of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And these people are pro-abortion nutjobs. I mean, like, totally over the top. And they're putting up uh, all kinds of information about Amy Coney Barrett, where she lives, where her children go to school. Now, why isn't that stuff scrubbed from the Internet? I make fun of Bill de Blasio. I'm serious. This happened to me. I got a formal warning from Instagram accusing me of peddling uh, misinformation. And uh, this is strike one. And if anything, if this comes to our attention again, we will consider permanently. What the hell are you talking about? 
You're messing with my freedom. Well, it's a private platform, and we can say whatever. Well, then you know what? You're too big. We got to take it from you guys. Legally, by the way, relax. We did it before. Some of these companies are too big. They should be owned by the public. We did it with the phone company. Hey, if the light bulb, if Thomas Edison was a jerk, if Thomas Edison only gave the light bulb to people he liked, well, we would have taken it from him. There's a legal way to do this. Give me a minute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Test, test. We were just talking about Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. He was the head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, for a while. He's a he's a great football guy. And uh, Kevin Perez just told me something. First of all, what did he say? What did he say that got him in so much trouble? First things first. He started with a tweet just saying, look, if we're going to have the January 6th hearing. We ought to look into all those uh, riots that happened around Black Lives Matter. They cause even more damage than what happened on January 6th. Totally fair point. I mean, you know, and quite frankly, it's not particularly original. It's been said before. I mean, it's just, uh, but yeah, I agree. And he said that on Twitter. And then all hell breaks loose because, well, he's in the uh, National Goofball League. I mean, the National Football League. And it's uh, woke and Colin Kaepernick is the heart and soul of it. And you can't say that kind of stuff. So he's got to go out and give a press conference and he tries to explain himself. Do we have the explanation? Let's go ahead and listen to that. Thanks, Kevin. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. Well, there's nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. We're Americans. Let's talk it through. I'm for, I'm for us, you know, having a great opportunity to have a fulfilled life. Uh, like I said, every way, every which way I can, when I'm here, it's about love and respect. Now, who on earth could have a problem with what he just said? Hmm? What he just said. I thought it was beautiful, beautifully expressed. That's Coach Jack Del Rio, and I hope he's holding his head high. Now, he said the dustbin thing in there, I barely noticed it, and some people said that minimized January 6th, and okay, he's got a boss, and he had to put out a an apology, which I thought was over the top. Uh, he called himself negligent and careless and, oh, I'm so sorry. And But uh, I guess the boss wanted to, to do it. But the boss apparently wasn't satisfied. And I just got this from our uh, guy there, Kevin Perez. This just came in from the Washington Commanders. A statement from the – oh, this is the head coach. I thought this was the owner of the team. This is the head coach. This little sleaze, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Who the hell is he? Give me a background on that guy when you can. Ron Rivera. Well, you can go to hell, Ron Rivera. This is what he, oh, man, a big statement from the coach. Hey, stick to football. Is your team any good? Are they good anyway? They suck. Why don't you get your head into the game? (laughs) Skip politics. Listen to this. Listen to this hideous, 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 hideous statement. This morning I met with Coach Del Rio to express how disappointed I am in his comments on Wednesday. His comments do not reflect the organization's views, 
and are extremely hurtful to our great community here in the DMV. What the hell is DMV? What does DMV stand for? The district? Oh, I know what it is. It's like the tri-state area. It's the district. It's Maryland, Virginia. Now, come up with a snappier way to describe where the hell you live. Uh, As we saw last night in the hearings, now, how dare he? How dare they? The NFL has gone all in woke. You know what? Make Colin Kaepernick the bloody commissioner. He might as well be anyway. You were watching the hearings there, Coach? I did it because I had to. As we all saw in the hearings last night, what happened on the Capitol on January 6, 2021, was an act of domestic terrorism. Now, this is a full-on Democrat political statement. This is a full-on Democrat political statement. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of a free and fair election, and as a result, lives were lost at the Capitol building, and the Capitol building was damaged. Coach Del Rio did apologize for his comments on Wednesday, and he understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protests, which are a hallmark of our democracy. He does not, he does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States, and it most certainly is his constitutional right to do so. However, words have consequences, and his words hurt a lot of people in our community. Hurt how? How are they hurt? How are they hurt? Hey, he gave the NAACP another chance to uh, justify its existence. They were outraged. He gave the NAACP something to do for the morning. Put out a couple of statements about how indignant they are, outraged they are. Oh, call for another resignation. Call for a boycott. He didn't hurt anybody. He helped them. How he words hurt a lot of people in our community. I want to make it clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. Well, screw you, Coach Rivera. Screw you and your family, by the way. All right, not your family. I'm talking about your, your professional football family there, your, your, your commander's team. Jeez kind of thing is this what's happening to us what is happening to us a football coach is talking about the political hearings from last night and there is a a a right way and a wrong way to interpret it after reflecting on the situation and circumstances i have decided to find coach del rio one hundred thousand dollars which the team will donate to the united states capitol police memorial fund I feel strongly that after our conversation this morning, he will have a greater understanding for the impact of his language and the values that our team stands for. Well, it's going to be easy for me to boycott the uh, Washington uh, football commander, Redskins club, whatever you guys are, um, because I don't like you to begin with. But good Christ, excuse me, I'm sorry. What is happening? Where's Didino? Get him in here, please, the sports guy. I just need to a little bit more context on who this guy is. And do me a favor. Don't send him in here like a wise ass. I'm not looking to have a debate with him, okay? I just want to see with who this I want context on 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 on, on Ron Ravel, Rivera, whatever he is. I just I'm in shock. I am in shock that this happened. 
How much money is this guy worth? $100,000. This is real freaking money. I guess it's better than being fired, but you know what? You think this guy's going to get renewed? You think this guy's going to <laughs> be around for much? Is he going to be a head coach again? Because he was before. He probably wants to be again. This is not the America that I signed up to defend. It's not. No way. But we're not done fighting. We're not done. No way. I'm not finished. All right. I'm finished for the time being. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, this Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio. Defense coordinator, defensive coach for the Washington Commanders. Sir, you are too good. You are too good for the NFL. You are too good for this nonsense. Man had an opinion about January 6th. The man expressed it on Twitter, as is the place to do. That's the forum. That's the town square. I may not. It may not be ideal. It may not be elegant, but that's what we've got. And he said, you know what? If we're going to look into January 6th, we're going to look into uh, the Black Lives Matter riots. We should, right? And all the damage that did. Took a little heat for those comments, so he came out and addressed the media. And in, I thought, probably a poignant and beautifully expressed statement just told us where he was coming from. This is Coach Del Rio. And I think this is a magnificent statement. Go ahead. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. Well, there's nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. We're Americans. Let's talk it through. I'm for, I'm for us you know, having a great opportunity to have a fulfilled life. Uh, like I said, every way, every which way I can, when I'm here, it's about love and respect. Now, wait a second. I don't, I can't, this is totally fine. Is that, did, did he say dustbin in there? He said dust up. Dust up. He said that? So what? Now, he just got fined by his boss $100,000 for what he just said. $100,000 for what he just said. Ron Rivera, the coach, his boss, in one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my entire life. He writes, he writes, he takes political position after political position. He's a football coach. Now, at least Jack, when he made his statements about uh, this, that, and the other thing, he was doing it on his own time, on his own Twitter account. And then they made it a federal case. And then you, Ron Rivera, as the head coach, this is an official statement, Washington Commanders, statement from the head coach, you, you talk about how disappointed you are and as how you saw, we all saw last night in the hearings, they were fake hearings, by the way, what happened on Capitol Hill on January 6th was an act of domestic terrorism. Speak for yourself now. This is a political issue. What the hell are you, a PAC? Are you a political action committee or are you a football team? Coach Del Rio did apologize for his comments on Wednesday, and he understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protests, which are a hallmark of our democracy. He does have the right to do all that stuff. However, words have consequences, and his words 
hurt a lot of people in our community. I want to make it clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. You go to hell. After reflecting on the situation and circumstances, I've decided to fine Coach Del Rio $100,000 and give the money to the Capitol Police Memorial Fund. Coach Del Rio, you are too good for the commanders. You are too good for the NFL. I urge you to not pay this fine. I urge you to quit and run for Congress, run for the United States Senate. Hell, run for president. This is an emergency. All right. Mike Didino, our sports guy, is here. Mike, a uh, couple of things I want to get the, the, the straight here. Ron Rivera, first of all, the commanders, are they even good at football? Well, thanks for having me back on. It's been a bit of a hiatus, but I'm what's happy the, to be back. The, what's the deal with them in football? Um, not a great team, an average team at best. Average team at best. So do you, you're a football expert. Do you think that Ron Rivera should be sitting around on a Thursday night uh, watching the hearings on television, or should he be looking at, I don't know, film, uh, looking at playbooks? I mean, uh, hell, the, the spring training is going to, whatever you guys call it, summer training starts, I think, next month, right? It starts end of July, but the teams have, like, the optional OTAs right now. Which it is... starts next month. Don't tell me how to build a football team. Okay, yeah, it starts right. next month, end of July. So, I mean, Jesus, excuse me, but... What the hell is he doing talking about this stuff? What kind of reputation does Ron Rivera have? Who is he? Ron Rivera as a coach? Sucks, right? No, he's actually a pretty good coach. So I was surprised to see this. I didn't even hear about the news until you brought me in. Ron Rivera actually has reasonable accolades as a coach. He's been coaching for the last 10 years. He was coaching for the Panthers. I believe he was a two-time coach of the year. Led them to the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. And then he went to Washington. Washington. Ah, they choked in the Super Bowl, though. That I know. They did choke in the they Super Bowl. They choked Cam Newton, and Cam Newton had a terrible game and also an attitude problem. After the game when they, when yeah. they interviewed hey, him. You see, I, I could be Maybe on the— Maybe you're uh, a sneaky can, football guy. I could be on the, the FAN or whatever. All right, wait. What's his name again? Ron, Ron Rivera? Rivera. All right, you keep talking. I want to find out. I'm going to Google this guy. So, yeah, coached for 10 years. The last 10 years, I believe he was the coach between Carolina and now the Washington Commanders, was, who were once the football team. Was he ever a player? I believe he played eight years in the NFL. I believe he was drafted in 84, played till 92, started coaching in 97 as a linebacker's coach. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I got him. He's 60 years old. Uh, Ronald Eugene Rivera. <laughs> Funny. No. Let's see. He went to Berkeley. Here we go. He's a liberal. He's a liberal. He's a wimp. He, yeah, he's a lefty, all right. Nobody goes to Berkeley. Unless you're one of those nut jobs. I mean, it's fine, but let's see. Following graduation, he whoa, he went to the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> and uh, 1984, ooh, he played with the Fridge. Remember the Fridge? Mm, the 84 bad and, defense. And who was that, Jim Kelly? Maybe you do know Oh, no, football. no, no, Jim McMahon. Jim hey, McMahon. my name's McMahon. Can you get that song called the Super Bowl Shuffle? That was actually a pretty cool thing. All right, head coach, uh, how much money does a guy like that make? Uh, it depends on the coach. He's probably making a few mil, though, this year. A few mil. And what about the defensive coach? What about a guy like Jack uh, Del Rio? Well, Del Rio coached for 10 years, so he's he's probably one of the more high, higher-paid defensive coaches in the league. I would guess, This is just an educated guess. I guess he's making over a mil. Over a mil. And then... Um... But $100,000, is that's real money. So if you make a over, let's say he makes a million dollars, 
after taxes, after his agent, after this, that, and the other thing, he probably takes home about less than half of that. So maybe he's making more than that. Well, why? Dip, what? Dip, why? Why do you say hundred thousand? I mean, you're going to give him what a ten percent of his salary on a suspension? You're just gauging it on that. I mean, you what? I just I'm telling you, whatever he makes, what let's say he makes two million. All right, after the agent, after taxes, after a lot of other things, he probably brings home I don't know eight hundred thousand dollars. And then after, has he ever been married? Uh, Does he have alimony or anything like I that? I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, I like Jack Del Rio, even though I haven't met the guy. What else? What can you tell us about Jack? I could tell you as an NFL listen you as from an NFL coach perspective he was a, a average of the mill coach uh, I believe he led the the Jaguars to the playoffs twice in his 8 year career then he went to the Raiders led them to the playoffs once and he was fired and then that's they actually brought in John Gruden after um Del Rio the coach and then Gruden was canceled as so, well So look maybe I'm uh, hallucinating here but I mean I just up until 8 seconds ago I mean, I'm talking about the Colin Kaepernick and all this crap and Roger Goodell making that ridiculous speech from the basement. You know, I mean, the leadership was a little bit conservative. The players are kind of conservative. I mean, they lean slightly right or at least conservative to slightly apolitical, right? Well, the problem is you don't know because if you if you do lean conservative, those players don't typically – they won't come out. So you can, you can be as liberal as you want. Right. Yeah, it seems that way. And a part of it is, I mean, look, the country has been radicalized to some degree over the past couple of years. And I think more than half the league is black. Is that right? Probably like 75 percent. 75 percent. And now so that, you know, if I look at uh, I, I would prefer not to see the world or look at the world in this way. But uh, the demographics and the political experts and the pollsters, they tell us that there's sometimes a correlation Anyway, I just – I am uh, – well, look, I'll shut up for a second. What do you think of this guy getting fined for saying what he said? You know what he said. You get a, you get fined 100K for giving your opinion. I think that's BS. And after he apologized, you heard – the apology was sincere, although, well, maybe it wasn't because the boss made him do it, and I don't think he had to do it. And can I hear the – this is the offending remarks. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to hear something that a man making a statement – and this statement, what you hear right here, got him in extreme trouble with his boss, fined $100,000, and it looks like his job is on the line for what he says right now, right here. He said this on Wednesday, by the way. Okay? Go. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. Well, there's no, nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. We're Americans. Let's talk it through. I'm for, I'm for us, you know, having a great opportunity to have a fulfilled life. Uh, like I said, every way, every which way I can, when I'm here, it's about love and respect. Come to my office tomorrow at 9 a.m. You are in trouble. <laughs> what did you just say? You write the team a check for $100,000. We're going to give it to the women and children and the orphans. 
How dare you say such things? How dare you? What the hell? Is this the Twilight Zone? Am I hallucinating? Is there anything wrong with that statement? I don't think so. So here's my question to you. If you're Jack Del Rio, Kevin just said in her ears, he's making $3.5 million this year. He's made 85. His net worth is $85 million. He's coached like 10 years in the NFL. He has success. Do you just do you, do you leave the NFL? Because A, he could get canceled and he could get fired with all the cancel culture. Or B, he can just kind of suck up to Rivera and the woke mob and just do what he's told. Or C, he can leave on his own. All right. I am writing my own statement. I know you gave me a multiple choice uh, test. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to choose the essay portion. Now, it's not going to be a long essay. But I am crafting a message to him right now. Which, by the way, I think he will receive. You know why? Because he follows me on Twitter. Does he, Jack? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. He's been following me for some time, apparently. And um, uh, all right. So this is and I, I I'm going to just say this and I don't want to get him in any more trouble. He has not ever communicated with me, but I sent him a message the other night because I I was trying to find him. And I, I, I just, you know, I just wanted to find out more about Twitter and whatever what he said. And so let me read you what I wrote him and I'll take it from there. Um, where is this thing? Sorry, guys. Jack Del Rio. Uh, Here we go. Um, (laughs) Hey, Coach. Greg Kelly here from Newsmax. Absolutely stunned by what they've put you through. Your comments were thoroughly fair and appropriate. This country is losing its mind. I hope you're well, and this doesn't turn into a professional setback. In my opinion, you have absolutely nothing to apologize for. That said, we all have bosses, and I get that. But the treatment of you is downright scary. I'm going to be speaking tonight a bit about it, your situation. I'm, and this is uh, where I, I think this shows what a kind of a reasonable and sensible and sensitive guy I am. I'm going to be speaking tonight about it. I'm not looking for a comment. And quite frankly, it's probably best that you don't respond to me. I'd hate to cause you any more trouble. Your on-camera statement was first class. Millions support you. Now, that was my direct message to him. Um, no response, and I requested no response. And uh, I, I literally, you know, he does not need to be communicating with Greg Kelly from Newsmax when the NAACP is busting his balls. Why is it Greg Kelly from Newsmax, not Greg Kelly from 77 WABC Radio? Same. Same difference. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, that was a very small-time thing you just did. That was very small-time. Save it for your podcast. Well all right? I'm just all right. Now, where the hell was I? Oh, uh, what I was going to do? I'm going to tell Jack, quite frankly, that I think he should quit. I think he should quit. He won't. But how do you know that? He won't. He won't. He I'm won't not, quit. I'm not so sure about that. If he, he this is now he he should quit, and I think the right also you know he makes a statement. The situation gets worse. He makes an apology. The situation gets even worse. Now he's got. Now he's got a. He's, he writes the check. You think the situation's suddenly going to get better? There are billions of dollars flowing around that league. You think a hundred thousand dollars means anything? They're out for blood. These people. You mentioned before cancellation. Cancellation is what they're thinking about. They want him gone. Jack Del Rio, don't do it, please. Don't write the check. You know what? If you feel like giving money to the Capital Women's and Orphans, uh, go for it. Do it on your own. Do it privately, not through this uh, Che Rivera guy. What's his name again? Ron, Ron who? Ron, Ron Rivera. Rivera. Who? Screw that, coach. Go back to Berkeley. 
I can't believe this. I want to do something. I want to do something else. What else? What can we do? What can you do? What can do? What can you do? What can you do? You know what movie that's from? No, not a huge movie guy. What? Not a huge movie guy. I'm a sports guy, and I know uh, you don't like that, but I. You know what? I uh, catch your podcast every now and then. Uh, is there anything else I should know about you? <laughs> well, is there I, anything else I should know I, about I, you? I have a feeling I, I know what you're referring to when I talked about. Was, what was all that about? I, by the way, whatever go, it's no judgment. I mean, but I, I would look if I said that if I said what you said about anybody. All right, yeah, say it now. Well, if I can't really, well, you you're the one who said it. Are you referring to bending over? Well, actually, now I don't want to go into it, but you said something about you said yes, it was along those lines, and I was very taken aback. Yeah, um, I thought it was kind of funny. For reference, I said Luka Doncic. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't say it on this show. I won't say it on save this it, show. Save that for your podcast as well. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, pal, you had great information, great context. Thank you. And I appreciate it. You mean it. that? Yeah, I do. Mike DeDino, how do we follow you on the social media? 77 WABC Sports. We're on, we're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, pumping out content. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Mike, and we'll be right Thank you, back. Thank you, Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, got a little bit distracted. I was reading the message I, that I wrote. Now I'm writing another message. Got a picture of the coach, Coach Del Rio. He's Coach Del Rio, and he is too good for the NFL. They don't deserve him. Coach, we support you. Run for the U.S. Senate. Leave that miserable, no, leave that team. We need you on a higher playing field, huh? We need you on a higher, higher playing field. Is that good? Higher playing field. We need you for a greater game. No, I think higher playing field. Hold on. Sorry about this. I-E-L-D, period. Does it look okay? Nothing weird. Here we go. I just can't believe it. All right, Friday night, I am, uh, ooh, I'm behind on the phones. Uh, Norman in Brooklyn, yeah, hi. Yeah, hi, Greg. Um, I'm a January 6th participant, and uh, these hearings, I, I just really resent that they've, they're just recasting a protest into an insurrection. So what do you mean you were um, a participant? Have you been arrested? What happened? What'd you do? No, I was just one of the you know million people that was there on the ground. We were not. I didn't go into the Capitol. I was quite a distance from it, but there was uh, over a million people who were there, and uh, just yeah, I just I just you know uh, from what I from what I'm read about the what went on in the Capitol, nobody had any weapons. So if this was an insurrection, rivaling the act, rivaling the actual 1812 one. How come they didn't have any weapons? Yeah, so, I mean, right. the, you know, in, insurrections are designed to topple governments, and they usually come with uh, weaponry. And being that, you know, we're all Trumpian people, supposedly all NRA members, uh, you know, I mean, I just uh, – it doesn't go with the logic. You yeah. know, you'd figure they would be coming all armed and everything, and I haven't heard about any gun arrests. Uh, exactly right, Norman. Thank you very much. Glad you didn't get arrested. I know you didn't break the law. Thank you very much. Gail is in Staten Island. Hi, Gail. You're talking about the uh, team that changed the name from the Redskins. You're in. Uh, you're talking about Wokington, D.C. Yeah, right. 
You know, uh, and last night, that uh, insurrection, uh, it was like a George Lucas, Dino De Laurentiis. That's how they had it produced <laughs> and directed and Deep. fine. And these people are all crazy. Next, they're going to take away all the Westerns. I don't even know if they have the Western station anymore. On- uh, I can't stand Westerns, to, to be honest. I always feel sleepy and... I uh, can't stand it. I don't know what it is about them, but I don't think they should be banned, certainly. Gail, you're right. All right, I got to keep going. Natalie, what's up? Hi. Hi, Greg. Hi. The woman, yeah. the, the police officer, the Capitol Police officer, mm-hmm. she's and crying like a little girl, and she's making me very aggravated. She's, she's almost like the poster child for why women shouldn't be a police officer. I mean, is, did she sign up for people to have tea and brunch? She signed up to go into things that she might not find pleasant to look at. I think it's ridiculous. And You're right. I love that. I'm going to use that. What did she think this was going to be? Brunch? <laughs> brunch. I mean, I was an x-ray technician, and I didn't come home from work crying to my mother and father or my husband when I got married. I saw somebody get hurt today. I saw somebody bleed. Yeah, I know. It. It's, it's part of the job. Natalie, you're right. I got to keep going. Thank you, Natalie. John is in uh, Kew Gardens. Hi. John? Hey, Greg. Yeah, hey. Hey, Greg. How are you? Good. What's oh, up? I'm in my mouth. So I just wanted to change the subject because uh, nothing will stay attention to January 6th. But uh, I, I think remember one 1156. I've been attacked by a night. I have video. And I don't think the police are reporting crimes anymore. Is there more than what's out there? Wait, who attacked you with it? Somebody attacked you with a knife? Yeah. I got the video. The guy who asked me, by the way, he lives by the uh, duck sauce killer. I don't know anything about the duck sauce place. Uh, oh, the duck sauce killer. I heard about him. Um, you called nine. What did he cut you, or did he just brandish the knife? No, brandished it to came attack me, and then you know I grabbed my brick and then changed odds on him. So I chased him away. So I then I got the video. I got his information. His plates. So no cops. No nothing. They're not even reporting this. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, why don't you go to the station house? Yeah, I, I, I will. I'm just waiting for the. Uh, just got to go to the subway. Who wants to go to the subway? I got to wear my level four. You got to wear your what? My level four body armor. All right. You know, go to the subway. All right. Uh, you know what? I mean, I'm sorry, but it's not like you're bleeding or anything like that. Nobody stabbed you. I mean, it's not like you need an ambulance. The guy's gone. It sounds like you counterattacked with a brick. You're not hurt, so that's a big chunk of it. You know who the guy was with the knife? Yeah, of course. It's uh, a, a local watch. Oh, it's a was it, it's a long standing beef between you two in the neighborhood. I, I don't know. It just uh, just started a couple months ago. No, well, yeah, long standing beef. All right, John. I'm sorry they didn't show up. I'm sure if you were bleeding, they would. But you never know. John, thank you. I'm sorry, Maria, Brian, Phil. I gotta go. I'll see you tonight on the Newsmax show. Good luck, Coach Del Rio. We support you.